Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member of Fenocipic, Texaco Country Advisors, not an affiliate of Next. This material is not intended as an offer, solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Pies, and Texaco Country Advisors, and not those of Next. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update, brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors, your local Texas Hill Country source for what's going on in the stock market, the economy, and the world of personal finance. We are your co-host, Andrew Gay and Gilbert Pies, independent financial advisors with Texas Hill Country Advisors, located right here in Kerrville, Texas. It's about 9.35 this morning on Friday. We've got some financial news and notes for you, so let's jump right to it. Uh, we are closing out a historical week for the financial markets, that's for sure. We had the Fed meeting this week. We had a bunch of key economic data that came in um, and, you know, interest rates uh, because the Fed raised on Wednesday uh, have hit a 22 year high. Um, so it's, a, it's definitely a historical week for sure. So markets look to close that out positive. Um, so let's talk about this a little bit. So yesterday was uh, the first down day for all three major indexes, the Dow snapping a 13-day winning streak as of yesterday. But like I mentioned, we are back up this morning, so we'll see how we close out this week. Um, there in the markets. And then on the economic front, uh, what we got this morning was PCE, which is personal consumption expenditures. That's the two of two or second uh, metric of inflation that we get every single month. Um, and it came in mostly in line with expectations. The year over year number, so where, where it's at now compared to a year ago, uh, it had only increased about 3%, which is, which is actually a good number compared to where we were at, especially if you look back as far as last summer. So it looks like after we kind of peaked out last summer with inflation, uh, we have trending, been trending in the right direction. Uh, this is the lowest number of the PCE that, it, that has hit since that since that time period so far. If we strip out volatile food and energy prices, this is one of the things the Fed really is looking at, is that number was actually elevated over this level. So that was at like a 4.1% level. Um, so that is made up mainly of like services and, and other things that are not tied to commodity markets. And that's why they're really looking at that, because some of that can help, can cause inflation to be a lot stickier than they care for it to be. So they are they are doing what they can to work their way to that 2% level. But as of uh, Wednesday, when the Fed came out with their interest rate decision to hike rates, along with the press conference from Jerome Powell, he actually mentioned that he said he didn't think that the inflation number was going to hit anywhere close to 2% to possibly 2025, which is kind of a long way out there. I think the market and all of us market as market participants were hoping that we hit that number a lot sooner. But nevertheless, we're trending in the right direction. We're getting closer. And the 4.1% number for core, what they call core uh, inflation for this inflation reading, when they strip out those volatile food and energy prices, uh, was actually below expectations because the expectation was slightly higher than the level that came in. So that's the inflation breakdown for the inflation uh, data we got this morning. We also got some consumer data. We got personal spending and personal income, which was kind of a, uh, a mixed uh, in the sense that personal spending was up and personal income was down um, for the last for the month of June. Uh, both of those have their own unique way that they affect inflation. Of course, if people are spending more, that's kind of a, a push upwards, a price push upwards 
um, cause of inflation is people are earning more money. Therefore, they're more likely to spend more money. Um, so they all have the, each of these uh, data points has a has a place in the inflation equation. So uh, that is kind of where we're going to end the week as far as on the economic front. And like I mentioned earlier, let's take a look real quick over at what the markets are doing currently and see if we're still up. Uh, for the day so far, it looks like we are, um, and we're up strongly too. The Nasdaq's up over one and a half percent on the day, and it's the leader there. Nasdaq, uh, the S and P's trying to make its way to one percent, but still a little shy. Uh, Gilbert, what's got your attention this morning, sir? With all this new economic data and the end of such a big historical week for financial markets. You know, it's it was pretty good. I, I'm I'm a little scratching my head right now because you know we we've got uh, back to school starting pretty soon in a couple weeks here in Kerrville. And, and not just in Kerrville, but of course across the state and the country, that's probably going to drive a little bit of spending for the month of July and maybe even into August, uh, because you know not everybody starts school in in August sure. like we do in Texas. But it's probably going to be driving spending for the next month or two. So we might see the the consumer or the personal spending uh, bump up just a little bit for the next two months because of back to school. The other thing I'll, I'll mention, like we talked about yesterday, was oil prices. Man, they, they keep on ticking up, and we're seeing gas prices move up in concert with oil prices, and that's always a big issue, too. So um, it, it leads me to believe that the Feds, number one, are not done raising interest rates because uh, we. I, I would tell you that there's probably going to be some more um, spending data illustrating that you know we're having, they're having a tougher time to get back to that 2% inflation mark. Uh, and, yeah, and, those, and I think oil prices broke eighty. Yes, um, yesterday for the first time in months. Yes, and if and if we get back to you know three seventy five four dollars a gallon, that's really going to put a pinch on things for most of us, and and that also means that uh, inflation is going to be stickier, and the Feds might be forced to raise interest rates again. Who knows? Uh, but but those are the things we'll be watching here over the next few weeks to see what happens. Um, you know, in terms of uh, consumer spending and then uh, oil prices and, and fuel prices, because those things really matter. Uh, it, you may not think so, but yeah, they, they make a big deal for all of us because uh, all of us spend money on fuel, energy, heating our homes, cooling our Well, maybe not heating our homes right now, but cooling our homes for sure. Uh, and then, of course, everything that we buy has to get trucked in. So that's a big deal. Um, you know, the, the back-to-school spending may not as be a may not be as big a deal for those that don't have children, but there's still a lot of spending going on for uh, clothes and shoes and school supplies and all that good stuff. So those those are big drivers of some of the economy late in the summer. And finally, let's uh, thank you for that, Gilbert. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look real quick at where we're at a uh, year. Uh, well, after the Fed has met this this past week, um, where we're at for the end of the year's expectation of interest rates. And honestly, it really hasn't changed that much. Um, you know, there's still the market's still betting that over 60 percent chance that it thinks that we're going to be right where we're at currently as far as interest rates go, which means the Fed, the market is thinking the Fed's probably not going to hike again. Um, by the end of the year, or they could hike one more time and then possibly pull it back to get to that same number to where we're at right now. Um, there is a majority chance, at least from the market's perspective, that uh, the Fed does not hike at their September meeting. But like we talked about uh, yesterday, we had, you know, there's there's a ways to go between now and then. There's a lot of economic data that's still slated to come out, uh, you know, there were two inflation reports. One of them we got today. They'll get another one before they meet in September. 
Um, actually, I think they might get a they might get uh, two more after today because um, they'll get because they'll get August um, in September before they meet as well. So uh, there's there's a lot a flood of economic data to come out before the Fed does meet again. And like Jerome Powell likes to remind us and has been reminding us steadily since the beginning of the year, they they will remain data dependent. So if it looks like the economy's uh, running and gunning and is not slowing down at the pace that they want to see in the right pockets, uh, then then they are likely to raise rates again. So he, he's made it clear that they'll do whatever they, they need to do to try to get that inflation number back down. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they skip September and wait till November to make that final yeah. interest rate. Because they, they already did that once. Mm-hmm. And so it wouldn't be too far fetched to think that that's part of you know, a pattern that they're establishing to say, listen, we've, we raised it at the, we raised interest rates, you know, over the last year to year and a half at the fastest pace since the eighties. And that was so fast and so hard for financial markets to, uh, to digest because sometimes there's a lag with some of that stuff. They need to try to buy themselves some time before they push it any higher. So that, that, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. Yeah. I Um, I think they've got some cover to raise one more time because one of the things that uh, really was setting the markets up uh, crazy a little bit earlier in the spring was the regional banking crisis, and that seems yeah, to have, March. Yep, that seems to have eased up a little bit, and we haven't seen any more issues in that regard. So, um, I think the Fed, you know, probably might say, you know what, we number one core inflation hasn't gone down as much as we wanted it to, and not as much as headline inflation. Right. Which he- headline is okay, but they're looking at at core. That's and, right, and, and you've highlighted several times that uh, that's the Fed's metric, favorite favorite metric, the core, not necessarily the headline number. So that and, and then the fact that the regional banking crisis is kind of eased up a little bit. And I, I think that'll give them cover to raise one more time. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, that'll do it for us today here on Friday. We hope that you have a wonderful, fantastic weekend and that you stay safe. And don't forget, interact with us, share our content, and helps other people find the show. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube most weekdays. The stock market is open in all places you can find your podcast, including Spotify. Thank you guys so much. We will catch you back here next week. Have a great weekend.